Chapter forty eight of the Social War of nineteen hundred or the Conspirators and Lovers. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Meg Turasek. The Social War of nineteen hundred or the Conspirators and Lovers by Simon Landis. Chapter forty eight The Bloody Conspirators in Terrible Fear of Dr. Juno Deacon Rob Stew had two serious assaults made upon him close together, for almost as soon as he had recovered from his gunshot wound, which, however, was kept perfectly secret, he received the beating at Tabernacle Hall. The night when the sentinel and two or three brethren attempted to remove the annoying man at the outside of the door of the hall, and were overpowered by policemen and citizens, the sacredly secret conclave were thunderstruck when they saw the intruders, and Sister Nancy Clover, who had the floor, thought the world was coming to an end but upon seeing that it was only a crowd of police officers and private citizens she exclaimed in a loud and dignified voice gentlemen and should be guardians of the peace what means this tumultuous intrusion upon the holy meditations of a docile and law-abiding religious people by whose authority do you force your way into our sacred hall this hour of the night i pause for an answer this womanly speech rather took the policeman back but the citizens it seemed were not to be so easily silenced when one of them said miss nancy clover we have come here by the authority of one of the religious denominations whose most prominent members know some of the black deeds that are transacted in this place and who have suspicion that deacon rob stew and reverend joe peer have been foully dealt with by those who belong to this institution sir do you know that these are serious charges and that before you intrude yourselves in such a peculiar manner you should have proof to sustain yourselves and now I ask you to produce your warrant and proofs for the purpose of sustaining this assault upon our sacred rights. And if you cannot produce them, I order the brethren to use all the means in their power to eject you from this hall, if you go not voluntarily, as, I hesitate not, you came here. I again wait for an answer, said Nancy Clover with authority and vim silence reigned for several minutes when the heroic sister continued i am compelled to conclude that you were not lawfully authorized to intrude yourselves into this hall therefore i order you to depart instantly or take the consequences as we have no proof at hand nor a warrant to arrest any one interrupted nancy clover therefore you would better leave instantly and thank god and this brotherhood if you do not get your deserts for this breach of the peace 
"'Never mind that, Miss Clover,' continued the citizen spokesman. "'We may astonish you with proof some day, very soon, "'that will not be any too palatable to any of your bloody clique. "'Leave this instant, you miserable rioters, "'and, as for these policemen, "'they shall learn, through us, "'that it is not their duty to join a cutthroat mob like you "'to break the peace.' Now, brethren, I order you to go to the armory and produce sufficient weapons to shoot these ruffians down like dogs, if they don't instantly go away and leave us in peace, said Nancy Clover. In a moment, twenty or thirty brethren were armed with rifles and bayonets, who waited for their orders from Sister Nancy Clover to fire or charge with bayonets upon the intruders. She said, prepare to fire like lightning the brethren aimed at the intruders who now scampered away much faster than they came and the bloody conspirators were master of their own ground who felt gleeful over the victory they obtained sister nancy clover spoke as follows beloved saints don't you see what unanimity of action a bold face and undaunted courage do these villains were evidently meaning mischief but what or how they happened to come here i cannot contrive they were evidently suspicious that we had something to do with brothers piers and stew's absence from the religious celebration because nothing but sickness or death could keep these faithful saints from such a religious gathering but how did they know all about our secret work for that man actually spoke as though he knew more than he ought to know can this demoniacal dr juno have fathomed our brotherhood and have spies on our track it is a good thing that the deacon as well as brother peer is improving very rapidly and will both soon be well when this matter may be brought before the court of sessions however it may be wiser not to agitate anything of this kind but time will tell best what we would better do i shall be too happy to have brothers stew and peer again with us for counsel and to aid our noble cause which seems to be assailed in several new quarters at this point of the proceedings the physician-in-chief of the insane asylum took the floor and said mr president and beloved saints i am fully persuaded in my own mind from what i have lately seen that our enemies through the instrumentality of dr juno are gaining ground upon us rapidly and unless we fortify ourselves by renewed efforts in all directions we shall surely be overpowered i do not speak thus to discourage the brotherhood but to rivet them closer together in thought feeling and action so that we will not have any more quarrels and fights amongst ourselves which is like a house divided against itself by depriving us of a power that we most need just now 
It would astonish you to know how much trouble we have had with Miss Armington at the asylum, and the indomitable energy this young lady possesses. Why, she has almost turned the head the other week of one of our most loyal managers, and if she has that much influence with our best people, what a mighty auxiliary she would be to the cause of Dr. Juno, should she by any chance escape us. Nonsense. You certainly do not think it possible for her to escape, do you? asked Nancy Clover. Well, no. But it is hard to tell what influence this innovator may bring to bear against us, said the physician-in-chief. But does he know that Miss Armington is in the asylum? ejaculated Sister Clover. How could he know it? He knows more than some of us think, said he. But I do not think he knows it. Still, I think he suspicions it, because he has been there himself. Donner und Blitzen. I think you bis a said of fools. To bis so skeert, mein cot, I just winch unser deacon wash bin vel, exclaimed Hansen Tiefel for the first time. End of chapter 48 Recording by Meg Turasek.